Ready Check Radio. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Relic Grind, Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square NX podcast. It's Monday, May 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're doing the show live, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. This will be the last Monday. My stage show has concluded, so this will be the last Monday show. We will revert back to our normal Thursday schedules next week on May 12th will be the next show. So we get a little over a week, a week and a couple of days before we get to the next show. And then May 19th will be our third installment of Final Fantasy Jeopardy. The contestants are locked in. Kronos and Mr. Happy awaiting the third finalist in our Tournament of Champions. It will be decided here live Thursday, May 19th. We'll have uh, well, Ginger Prime will be getting his second shot at uh, redemption there against Fusion and Rook. Uh, I don't think I need to give them any introduction in the Final Fantasy XIV world. So look forward to it. And Gaming Gumbo, of course, back on schedule as normal on Saturdays. It's been a bit chaotic over the last three to four weeks. Thank you for the hosts and for you bearing with me while I did a, a stage show there. As you can tell, my voice a little out there, so uh, I'm going to let the guys do a lot of talking today <laughs> as we go through our Final Fantasy XIV 6.1 review. Spoilers warning, it's been long enough. Uh, we will, I mean, there's not, I mean, there's, there's probably one, right? One real spoiler-ish thing that, I mean, maybe if you've never played other Final Fantasies, it could, I, we'll get to it. Uh, but if you are watching us on YouTube or listening on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, wherever, head on over to the website there, readycheckradio.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see all the socials, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all the audio versions. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a sub, and uh, help, uh, help the channel grow. Gentlemen, are you ready? It's been a while. Let's start with uh, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Hello, greetings programs. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back. And you know, this patch brought one of the cutest moments that I can remember in 14. Oh, who doesn't love water, water, froth and foam? Yeah. I love you, Stola. Yeah. 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 That poor little, that poor little guy. Like she's, she's got layers. She sends two of them <laughs> in and you know, one yeah. of them's going to be okay. And you're just like that other one's not. <laughs> That other one's he's, not. He's going to come he's, back. He's not going to be okay. And then the She's way... going to have childhood tra trauma. And then in the <laughs> damn scene, they just let him lay there on the floor for the longest anyway. Yeah. It's so sad. <laughs> Joining us very broken up about it, too. <laughs> Mr. Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. Uh, What's up? Yeah, super broken up. That's definitely my favorite part of the patch, for sure. 100%. <laughs> it's maybe my least favorite. I'm not even sure. He was There's like, like a lot patch that i really like so oh my god so much good stuff yeah i mean so let's just start i mean we don't have b-roll or anything for this show because this is going to be our 6.1 review and and i guess by proxy 611 as well uh because mm. we definitely want to talk about the ultimate 
Uh, and then we got 615 coming and 618 coming. So we'll we'll have we'll bits and pieces of additional reviews as we get things like the Hildebrand quest, the tribe quests, the, the data center travel. All those additional things are going to be part of 6.1. We'll kind of ad hoc review those items as they come. But for 6.1, I think, gents, we got to start with the MSQ, right? That was... Yeah. Th- this was it, Right. Endwalker is done. The The main story for A Realm Reborn sequence is complete. Where do we go from here? We've speculated on this show and everybody else has speculated on the internet. Well, there's still areas of Eorzea that the map isn't revealed. We could do this. We could do that. We could go here. We could go here. We start to get a little bit of an idea of where we're going. And again, we are going to talk about spoilers here for as many as there are. What did you think of the MSQ itself, Kronos, before we get into like the the meat and potatoes of a couple different story beat spoiler-ish moments? I thought it was pretty good. There's a few spoiler moments I enjoyed. Um, there's some that caught me off guard, like where they're going with it or where they seem to be going. I don't know how fast we're going to get there, but we'll see. Uh, I think overall I liked it. They got me at the beginning where I thought they were going to bring back a character for a second. I was about to be like, oh no, please. Please not. But then it was something else, so it was fine. No, go ahead. You Um, you can say it. Go ahead. Yeah. I thought when they showed the hand at first, I was like, they're not bringing Xenos back to life, man. Please don't. Yeah. But then it's it's just as the void sent, so it's it's fine. His his Um, Reaper attachment. Yeah, I was really worried it was him for for a second because when you see like it's like he's like engulfed in the shadow and it looks just like him. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then when it like comes out, you can kind of see it has like the thing with like the hand over its eye. So. Yeah, I, overall, I think I really enjoyed it. Um, I was surprised that we're going to the void, which and it seems to be kind of fast. But we'll see. I mean, maybe I don't see. I, I'm under the context that they're going to cover a lot of this before we even get to the expansion. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what y'all think too about that. Yeah, so Tark, I could see you know some people maybe a little disappointed by six point one and seeing that hey, you know, we just finished up on the first where it was like absolute light. Uh, and now we're going to the 13th uh, or headed in the direction, seemingly, of the 13th, where it's up, basically absolute dark uh, and uh, mm-hmm. with the, all the void scent. And maybe that's a little disappointing for people that were looking for new adventures, not necessarily let's go visit another one of the Shattered Star. Yeah, and it could be that the, that's just what we're taking care of right now. Because they did yeah. talk a, a bit about Mericidia. Um, so maybe that's still on the table for the expansion itself. But, oh my god, all the spoilerific, yummy stuff. Um, the Black Knight. Uh, who could that be? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, these hey. these elemental hey, icons. Who could that be? We got any of that uh, Final Fantasy yeah. four uh, bad guy music laying around? All right, let's throw <laughs> yeah. some of that yeah. in here. We got any of those? We got any of those four fiend, you know, elemental thing? Yeah, let's throw them in this cutscene. Uh, we haven't got any big armor. Yeah, let's throw some of that in this cutscene. Uh, let's. Yeah. What should we call him? Uh, Black Knight. Black <laughs> Black Black Knight will work. We don't want to re- truly reveal his yeah, name because no one, to. you know, whatever. It's a torch. Yeah, it's like, we all know it's Golbez. I mean, it's a whole other character, too. It's not like it's the gold best report. They could have just gave him the name. It's so yeah. weird that they were just like, let's make it not... Uh, it, like I was telling, I think it was before we went live, Mike, I was like, it's like it's like a wrestling show where they play the wrestler's music and you're and the people are like, I wonder who it is. And it's like, yeah. come on, man. Like, 
It's obvious. Yeah. Unless you, you haven't played Final Fantasy IV. When you hear the slam of those gothic bells, you know the Undertaker's coming out. You know he's coming yeah. out. <laughs> like it's it's gonna be the Undertaker. Cult of personality. You know it's CM Punk. Let's go. Yeah, Come on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so as far as the quests themselves, yes, I liked the Golbez uh, story beat uh, I, with the Void Scent. Uh, you know, kind of makes sense. So you got to, you know, you kind of maybe argue that maybe X Death fits a little better with the whole Void uh, yeah. storyline. But there are just so many ties to Final Fantasy IV in Endwalker uh, mm -hmm. that it just kind of makes sense that they roll with Golbez. Uh, and there's still Void. You know elements of about Golbez too, so it, it it does work. I do like that. Uh, I I will say this: the the quests we didn't expect them to be long, right? We expected you know maybe do an hour, and that counts running the dungeon as well, and that's what they clock in at about. Uh, I will say I was disappointed kind of with the first half of the quests though, because they really to me just seemed like attendance check in to get enough people so that you could trust the dungeon. Like that's that's really yeah, all okay. it felt like was yeah. go talk to enough former scions uh, so that trust becomes enabled for that first dungeon. Otherwise you don't have anybody around you. So it just kind of felt like a little bit of busy work and you know, I know that they're well, trying. Yeah. I know in the game they're trying to imply that you know X time has passed. Tark, you know months have passed mm -hmm. since the events yeah. of the the final days. But as a player, that's a really hard mental leap <laughs> to go through when you're still running around the same areas. This you know old Charlian and stuff like that. And Kryle is still where we left her. Like so, it's it's like she didn't move. She all these different people. But uh, yeah. It picked up. It picked up. I liked the back half of the the six point one sequence, rather than the basic attendance check of the first half, just to make sure you had enough people for the trust. Golbez, uh, yes, obviously I, looking forward to. And I like the 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 core of of the story where it's Yastola and she really has this need to want to find a way to get back to uh, the first, um, and having this opportunity right, to keep her promise with this void yet to keep her promise. And, and we don't want to just cut them off completely because they spent years. We spent, you know, maybe some months there, but they spent years cultivating relationships. You know, how, how do we get back in touch with Reen and Gaia? Um, so I, the core of the story um, and the reason why we're exploring this void gate uh, so that we could use this information to get back to the first, um, I, I felt was put things together in, in a good way. There's a little. I would argue there's a little bit of plot convenience, Kronos, going on though. In that Vitra's sister also happens to be there, while we also need this void gate for for various uh, for Yishtola's various exp experiments. Is just just so happens I have a portal that I've been keeping in a jar uh, under this whole thing. <laughs> in a jar. <laughs> I mean, it's a big jar. Uh, granted, it's a big jar. Uh, so maybe a little bit of. Let's say MacGuffin type plot convenience to kick things off here, but hey, you know I'm 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 all on board. I'm on board. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, we know yeah, his sis his sister's boned, right? Oh, I mean, his definitely. sister is definitely Golbez's shadow dragon. Uh, yeah, like hundred percent. So, because yeah. we know he has one. Like, I mean, that's yeah. just a thing he has in the other games. So, yep. I mean, it just lines up too perfectly. Let's uh, since we're talking about six one and the MSQ, let's talk about the dungeon. I mean, that's like the the really only piece of 
con meaningful, let's say, content besides just, sure. you know, the there were no duties or anything like that. It was reading a lot of stuff and doing a dungeon uh, was basically the 6-1 MSQ. So the dungeon being a, uh, a big part and the only real interactive part of 6.1, what were your initial thoughts, that, uh, Tark? Did you run through it with trust first or did you just queue up and get some randos? Were you, were you hitting it with friends? How'd it go? I did with trust. Um, I'm liking using trust as the first means of going through things. Um, get a little bit more story, a little bit more from um, my friends there. And I love using Astinian. If, he, if he's available, why not use him? Um, I, I will say... God, I wish they did a little bit more DPS because I don't want to use trust with them any more than I have to, though. Because what should be a 15-minute dungeon takes like 30 to 40 minutes with them because it's just, just move. Come on, especially with me being a healer. Like, I don't do enough damage. Oh, so you just get to sit there and watch. Yeah, I've never thought about that because I, when I ever, I, whenever I do trust, I'm usually black mage or red mage, so I don't really notice. Down. I mean, I notice that things are a little slower, but I don't, it doesn't double my time in the dungeon. It certainly mm -hmm. doesn't do that. Kronos, what'd you yeah, think of uh, Azadal's uh, legacy? It's a 14 dungeon. It's beautiful. It does look cool the, the first time. And then because of how now I have a different way to make my tone stunts every week, I have yeah. only done it like twice. Same here, twice. I've done it so, twice and that's it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I got the orchestrated role, and I was like, "Yep, we're done with this place." So, <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's fine. It's it's kind of just more to me of the same. Um, I don't really do the trust. I always go in with like randos. I just like that experience more. That's just my cup of tea. Uh, see, but, I'm uh, I'm always the one that I like. I'm like Tark. I always run it on the trust first, just to no, get yeah. you know. I'm you not yeah. maybe you don't get catch every mechanic as far as recognizing it right away and. I don't mm -hmm. want anybody to get nuked because I did something wrong. On Generally, though, in four-person dungeons, there aren't too many global wipe mechanics. But yeah. every once in a while, they kind of throw one in there, and I don't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I always... Twisty top. Yeah, Twisty top exactly. Mechanic. Yeah, I that <laughs> mechanic... Okay, I'm going to say that the, the first time it did it, I couldn't figure out how to control it. I, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I didn't see the hand... Uh, icon <laughs> pop up yeah the little arrow yeah. yeah the little like mitted uh final fantasy glove hand i was like what what are they steer how the fuck am i steering and i looked down i'm like did they hotbar swap me into something no they, yeah. they didn't swap me just, into anything just steer. yeah just <laughs> steer and then then i got it and it takes a maybe one or two times through it before you're like uh okay here's the delay on this thing if you're going in a certain direction and you want to change direction you better start you know 15 seconds ahead of time uh, it was an interesting mechanic, I thought, uh, spinning everybody around like a top. Maybe a little, maybe a little silly, but uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. You're you're right though, Kronos. It's it's another situation we've said often. It's there were more than three pulls between some of the bosses. Um, yeah, the pulls with the uh, with the little gate things. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that was neat. Uh, I like that. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's the same same thing. It is. Yeah. This is why I hope Criterion Dungeons is bring something fresh to yeah, this. Yeah, 6-2. But story I, dungeons. I wouldn't hold out hope. Uh, yeah, I'm not I, holding my breath. I <sighs> honestly think that Criterion Dungeons are just going to be straight dungeons in the way we know them. 
with some number pumping, depending on one, two, three, or four players. I don't think there's going to be anything ridiculous or, you know, earth-shatteringly new out of these. So, uh, But we did get the new Alliance raid. Mm. The first four bosses of... Uh, I can never... Algea? I... Aglia, yeah, sure. Why not? We'll I go think with, that's right. We'll go with that. Um, what'd you guys think? What'd you guys think? Kronos, we'll start with you first. Yeah, uh, aesthetically, it's awesome. It's I think it's probably one of the best. It might be the best twenty-four man aesthetically they've ever created. Um, and the story is really interesting, at least to me, because it actually ties into like main stuff not yeah. just like doesn't really feel mm -hmm. like a side story i guess it's more like crystal towerish but even crystal tower back in the day was a side story it just became more relevant uh whereas this feels like it's already from the get like tied in like i think that's why they put it kind of like branched from the msq because they want people to be like hey this is kind of important um so yeah I, I think it's amazing i think the bosses look amazing i think the mechanics are really cool the first time i do think it's kind of easy though personally um, I think once you get like the mechanic down, it's like almost impossible to fail it to me. Like there's not enough like randomness along with the dodging where it, it just feels samey every time. I don't know if how many times y'all have done it, if y'all feel the same way, but I think the first time you do it, it's awesome. So I, I'm, I kind of agree with you that at the, at least these first four bosses to me did skew a little bit to the easier side of things. I do think there's room for messing up in the, in the fourth boss. Uh, no, yeah. in uh, yeah. Uh especially if you have a troll yeah oh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> but uh, my the first time i ran it I, I clear we cleared it no wipe so yeah we, we did too that's yeah. kind of like that's my bar is how many times do we wipe on day one day two when you know the overwhelming majority of players in an alliance raid haven't done it before uh, and our and there's no videos up for it yet. Like how you do how do you do it there? And yeah, there there wasn't. I mean, Nalthal has the the one mechanic that is an insta wipe if you if you do it wrong. But mm -hmm. I do tend to agree with you. There were a couple neat mechanics though. I think oh, no, Tark, I agree. that 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 people still were getting hurt by even like this week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, the one that comes to my mind is, is Ragar. Um, and the, the punches, if you don't angle yourself right, you just knocked right off the hand. Um, I like that callback, though, to Stormblood and, and the, the statue, though. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. Um, it was great that first time around. I died, like, six or seven times. I was, it was quite uh, enjoyable to get through, you know, in the first couple hours when the patch launched. Um, but since then, you know, my goal of going through a run without any deaths or vuln stacks, um, it, it's been pretty easy, so... I still really enjoy it, and in the balance, how can you not love that song? Oh, I know, really right? And want to dance as soon as you start hearing it. That needs to be on a mount like ASAP. Well, Just get the orchestral in your house. Well, that too. Yes, I yeah. need that too. I still, I still don't have the minion, so I, mean, I don't I'm have the minion. Got to keep running it. Got to keep. I already got the minion. Yeah, you shut. But your in mind. the balance, in the balance, <laughs> I could just listen to that song on its own without. Being, yeah in the game i i think the just to go back for a second for like the ease of it it feels like the mechanics don't like i think what final fantasy typically does a good job of is they iterate on mechanics right like they'll mm -hmm. be like okay yep. for example like here's beer hammer right and it's gonna get pushed okay the problem is when you get to the second part where the hammer comes back 
I think normally in a Final Fantasy fight, there'd be like, okay, now there's two hammers, right? It's like, I gotta dodge, but it's just one again. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt, where it's like, okay, yeah, Rauger has like the bait meteor where like he punches it and you're like supposed to go toward it instead of away, which she would normally do. But he just does that every time. So it's like, is it really a bait if he does it every time? That, that's that, that's kind of well, what yeah, the, the first time around. Yeah. 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 The, there's always the setup and then they layer on top of it afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's just that sometimes that setup, you know, the boss is already at 50%. And you're like, well, okay, there's not much left to go through here at this point. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and Thal uh, has the, the kind of random element on which, mm-hmm. which ability is actually going to fire out of the yeah, two I mean, the, the two different sets. There's multiple sets, but, you know, here's ability one and two, which one's actually going to fire while they're both being cast. I did kind of like that. Uh, I think it's cool. It is yeah. It is very annoying when a large portion of your group does not realize that that's <laughs> what's going on or they get baited by the sky hasn't changed yet, for example, and they're looking at what it currently is and they aren't paying attention when it actually does change. Or his like purple laser beams, right? Yeah, that, I, I cleave. Yeah, that go front or back, and sometimes they'll bait and, and swap to the other one. Um, so those early preppers that aren't paying attention sometimes get murked for being an early prepper. Uh, but yeah, I, I I will say that I I really did enjoy this the, this one. This was definitely better than the the near stuff for me. Uh, mm-hmm. It was definitely better than Omega for me. Crystal Tower is still one of my favorites, and I still do like um, Ivalice Lighthouse and, and all that stuff too. So I, I'm going to run it a few more times because I got to get the minion anyway, and and I'll, I'll I'll revisit where it ranks. But it's definitely better than Omega, definitely better than Near for me, and and I think it's only going to get and- better. What I thought was really interesting too was uh, even after you clear it. There's still multiple quests after it. It's a, it, it's a good amount. Yeah, yeah, and and there is a lot of revisiting older locations and looking at the lore of the gods. And this is exactly what the three of us wanted, right? Was mm-hmm. let's talk about these gods because how did they get here? Why are they here? Were they just a version of primals? And those questions, some of those start to get answered already in these quests in just the first batch. So I think it was, it's really well put together. I'm curious why all of a sudden, right? That's the one thing that gods keep saying is we can't tell you why we're getting involved right now. You have to figure that out on your own. Um, I think, but we do, we got to, we got to stretch this out over three. Right. Right. (laughs) right. But, But we are, we are getting involved for a reason. And after all of the, you know, astral and umbral eras, the gods just kind of flittered around on the sides of things. Why are they now front and center? What is going I, on that puts them here? I think my theory is still, I'm still holding to my theory, which was, I think I said a couple months ago. I, I think it's related to, like, they're like ancients somehow from like, they're like Hydaelyn's convocation. That's still my theory. I don't know if like, mm. like she sundered them and they exist on everything, but I think that's why they're like, these godlike beings is because they're technically ancients. I mean, uh, we'll see. They're okay. definitely not primals. Nope. We know no, that. They're not primals. Yeah. So, um, and they're not just normal dudes. <laughs> so there's something there. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how they play out, but that's kind of my theory currently still is that they're somehow related to Heidelin. And I think Heidelin dying is why 
they're coming to the front now. This was gone. this was my favorite part of the patch. Um, was the alliance raid? I I just love the aesthetic of it. Um, yes, it is kind of like just a, a created zone, right? It's you know, um, but I I like the aesthetic of it. I love the the boss fights in it. I thought they were a great way to cue these this this sequence up. Yeah, I would agree that maybe they're at the at least these first four are a little bit on the easier side when it comes to alliance raids, but I think that kind of goes hand in hand with this kind of being latched onto the MSQ um, mm -hmm. and them wanting probably more players than typically experience the full alliance raid to try and experience this one maybe uh, for lore and narrative reasons. But uh, this was my favorite part of the patch, uh, hands down for me. I just loved it from top to bottom. I can't wait for the next one. I know the two of you have uh, different, uh, if I had to guess, different favorite parts it's, of the patch. But. It's cool. Are we counting 611? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah, then it's not even close. Uh, yeah. I was okay. going to say it was close until you said 611. Six, then it's 6.1. Yeah, no, no, no. Just 6.1. Okay. Okay, so if we um, if we don't include the ultimate, is the alliance raid your favorite part of six it, one? It's not, but it's close. Yeah, it's it's close. It's, it's, it's it's almost there. All right, so it's you guys there. are both going to put our next topic as your favorite, then, huh? Quick yeah. side note, though, about alliance raid: this gear set is better than anything we ever got in the near raids. Oh, that's hot. The glam wise, the glam wise. That's, that's a hot take. I'm, but I, but I'm from, sorry. from a male character sets. perspective, I could see that, but yeah. There's a lot of people that have those 2B boots glamoured, man. Like, that is a high-end glamour <laughs> That's item. one piece. This whole set is just awesome. It, it, across all the roles, it's it's great. I love them. Next up, Crystalline mm -hmm. Conflict, the new 5v5 PvP mode in Final Fantasy XIV, taking over for the feast. Notice that your minion achievements now read kill or get assists in the feast or crystalline conflict so Celsius. those of you that were worried we told you don't be worried but that is the change they made the numbers are still the same it's just now counts both feast and crystalline conflict so you maintained any progress you already had from the feast and crystalline conflict now just adds to it uh oh and you put on your your garo title and you're, you're double dipping for days Unless you've already done it like me. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't get, yeah. You don't get I, double dip at I all. I, I'm close to my mount, so. Um, I think I'm going to go first, gents. I let you guys go first on the other one, okay. and I'm going to be really short. It still doesn't do it for me. Oh, that's not to say so that sad. that's not to say that crystalline conflict is bad. I think by far it is the best PVP they have put in the game, and I don't think it's even close in my book. Uh, I will I will give it that. Uh, it is short. It is snappy. It is responsive. It still has balance issues, but we expect it to. Um, but it it just it just doesn't do it for me. It really doesn't. And and we're gonna talk about this a little later when we get to uh, love it or leave it. I'm sure. Uh, I'm only going to do this when I have to. Like, when there's minions I got to go get. Uh, and, like, I, I did <clears> enough to get my thousand trophy, your crystal trophies, and go grab that minion from the... Like, yeah, fine. I'm going to do it. And at least this is not as unbearable as some of the other uh, PvP for me 
to have to farm occasionally when I need to go get X thousand crystal trophies to go get some minion that comes out two patches down the road. Or this is the series that has a minion in it, so I got to play and rank up a little bit. You know, it's not unbearable to me. It's not unbearable. Um, I do not seem to be getting good groups at all. Uh, I'm, I still have not won a match. I'm not, oh, I'm not even gosh. lying. I still, whether ranked or casual, I've been bouncing back and forth. It's just not even close. Like, it's not even close. Uh, but I, I will concede that maybe I'm just generally not good at it, too, even though I seem to be leading in kills and damage, and nobody's playing the objectives in my groups, but whatever. I want to be positive about it because it is a huge step forward, I think, for Final Fantasy XIV PvP. And I cannot begrudge them that. It is a massive step forward. It's not enough to snag me as a, this is a fun mode. I'm still one of those. If I want to PvP, there are just other games that I'm going to go do it in. Um, this does not... Oh. This is, this is not like the, oh, I'm going to log in and do some conflict because I got about an hour to kill, so let me go play 15 matches. It's just still not there for me, and that's probably, I admit, just a flavor thing. So I want to make sure I give credit. I recognize it is much better. It is enjoyable. I'm not going to be banging my head against the wall when I do have to grind this stuff at certain times for things, but it just doesn't do it for me. Tark, go ahead. All right, so first off, uh, queues. Uh, what's a queue? Um, I think the longest queue I had was 15 seconds. I want to hold you- off on that one because I think casual is going to, if they don't put it as far into like a roulette ro- rotation, I think casual is going to be empty in a while. I think, it's I think there's bad. another issue with that too, but I'll, I'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of figured you would talk I, all about I've, it too. All I've ever played is ranked. So right I, right now, yes, you're right. The queues are snappy, and they should be. It's a 5v5 with five-minute matches. They better be snappy. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and no role restrictions, so you can right. get all five DPS. So um, it's just you just need 10 players. Um, I like how, and I've only experienced it on Sage, but from the gist of what I've been reading and seeing, um, the simmering down of the jobs into a core set of abilities uh is really fascinating to me and with sage there's there's a lot of little nuances um where you know i have my cardia i have the things that make me a sage like cardia um putting a dot on someone puts a shield on the cardia person if that expires i get an extra aoe which does you know these little things um it's just about the nuances and, and really learning what your job can do. Um, and then knowing that, you know, we dive in, pull back when to use your, your, your guard and stuff. I, I will say that your the snappiness that you suggested, um, maybe not quite there. Um, I, I still have problems with my cure function and my guard. Like sometimes. It oh, won't no, 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 activate. no, You misunderstand. I'm for referring to snappiness as in you're in, you're out, you're, you're done. Okay. 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 Um, they, they need to not responsiveness, the, like, which is what you're responsiveness, talking about. Thank you. Responsiveness. The responsiveness of some of these abilities need to be adjusted and then maybe toned down. Cause I'm constantly, you know, in the frantic moments, I'm sometimes double clicking these things and turning them off accidentally. So they need to fix that too. 
Um, even just a half second delay. Um, so you're not double tapping things. Um, I enjoy that your mana is only for healing. So you don't have to really be, I, I used to have to really manage my MP, uh, pre 6.1. Now I, it's, it's just for healing. I don't have to worry about it being for my main abilities. Uh, I love it. It's so good. Um, I'm not where Kronos is. I'm not in crystal, but I'm working my way up, you know, it, and it's something where I dive in and next thing I know, it's been two hours and I've just been PVPing. I've capped my tombstones for the week. I, and I'm just having a blast. It's it's such a fun game mode. I love it. And I do intend to play more of this, by the way, to to better form impression, get better at the mode myself, you know, so that I can uh, make some other uh, thoughts on it. So please don't get me. I'm not bashing it. It's just not for me yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're coming off that way, okay. to be honest. All right, I think, good. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I think it's totally a fair point to say that you get your PvP fix from another game because I think the problems with the PvP still in this game is that it still has the same problems that the Final Fantasy game has in general. And the and the responsiveness that Tark is talking from is comes from the way that the game functions as a whole. Yeah, that's the because, architecture. <laughs> because of server ticks, you have issues like that, and they're probably not going to fix that, sadly. Uh, so it's going to be really frustrating when you purify that debuff and you're supposed to have the buff that lets you not get stunned, but then in that three-second window, you get stunned again, and now you're dead. Yeah. Um, and it sucks. It really sucks. And I hope they do try to address it somehow. I just don't have faith that they're going to somehow redo the entire architecture of the game and, and fix that problem. Uh, it's also bringing to light like issues that PvP has had forever, but no one cared because no one really was playing it. You have like all these cheaters running around and stuff, and so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how Square tackles that. Um, there might be some uh, some casualties from that that aren't necessarily the PvP crowd, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I know a lot of people are like thinking they might hit some of the add-ons that people just use for other things because they want to crack down on cheaters. Um, and they do need to crack down on it because if they want it to be successful, you can't have people speed hacking and do like firing LBs when people are at certain percentages. That's just kind of unfair. Uh, but I, I agree with Tark to an most of it though like I, I think basically it turned your kit into like a MOBA style kit now you're basically playing a MOBA almost yeah and it That's was something it we great. were worried about actually like it went, yeah. since they were taking roles away and since they were kind of homogenizing a bunch of different ability sets we speculated on this show are you still going to feel like a black mage are you still going to feel like a sage are you still going to feel like yeah. a white mage and I got to say you do you definitely do yeah. they yeah. nailed that yeah, and your LBs are almost like ultimates of that game. I find myself using like the lingo interchangeably when I'm playing with friends and stuff, uh, just because I played MOBAs for a while. And like when I play this, I feel like that's what I'm playing. You know, it's like oh, I'm a white mage, but I got my ulti ready. You know, like I'm ready to go in. Uh, and like I'll touch on balance for a second too, because they do. There are some balance problems. Like when you get to the higher ranks, man, and you see your team has a warrior and a white mage, and the other team has neither, you feel real good. But when it's flipped, you feel real bad. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, I'm glad White Mage got a nerf, though. That... <laughs> uh, it's not enough. I, I I think they're they did a lot of things in the right direction in the one one patch for PvP. But yep. I think because the rank season's already underway, they didn't want to change too, too much. much. But there's still things they need to do to uh, to buff and 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 nerf in a little bit of ways. But um, I mean that's like a whole another topic. But I think overall it's fun. Um, I do worry, like you, Mike, that the queues are going to start to slow down, especially when people have gotten all their stuff. 
and um like there's just not much of a reason and i think casuals will get hit the most and i think it's absurd that you cannot do a queue in casuals i think it's like insane to me who cares if i want a buddy and the other team doesn't have a duo queue like what it's a casual bitch does anybody really like right i don't understand why that's a problem i understand in ranked right ranked makes sense solo queue only i get it but in a casual match like why can't i play with like one friend like i have people in my fc that really don't even want to play the mode because we can't so we end up playing frontline which by the way is also a lot more fun i think with the yeah new that's kits. where i was going to go next uh, how the new kits impact front lines because i think that's i agree with you it's another positive still doesn't yeah, I, I, still doesn't make front lines fun for me but absolutely right. <laughs> has made it better i wish i would have waited to do my front lines grinding for my my damn yeah. min, uh, wolf marks minions now i feel like it's it's definitely broken. Like there's a lot more broken things on frontline than there are in the crystal conflict, which is I think that's always going to happen because I think they're going to concentrate their balance stuff on on CC. But there's actually different broken stuff in frontlines, which is kind of funny. Um, but I think that's fine because it's like three teams, like random spawn point. It's more just for people to like get in there with their. You're allowed to play with three friends, and I I feel like now with the new kits and stuff, you can actually carry a lot more. Like you feel like you're doing way more in front lines now than before where like if you were on white mage you were just like well i guess i'll heal the party and save my lb for healing and you know that's about all you were doing but now it's like you know you feel like you get in there you get to like actually play your job and you're yeah. you're, you're really like pivotal to what's happening i i just play summoner and i throw bahamut down on like 30 people feels great so you know i think it's great. awesome sage in it in frontline and you got the other two teams like going after each other and you throw in a toxicon just in the middle of that and then you just numa laser beam like all their faces and you just like oh look i'm on uh, heat number two already sweet yeah uh yoshi p awesome. does want you to stop being toxic boys stop being toxic how am i being toxic are we, are we... <laughs> he spent quite but... the post saying hey guys Stop spamming. Good game. Stop spamming. Good game before the game is decided. You know, uh, I I feel like he should probably play Rocket League uh, and see how many times <laughs> how many times you get what a saved. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every every other PvP game has these people. It's nothing new. I mean, I do. Me I see. Here's the thing, though. Like, if you go play, like I said, Rocket League is a joke. But if you play Rocket League and somebody just keeps spamming you over and over, what a save, what a save, what a save. That is not like you. If you want to report it, you can, but nothing's ever going to happen with that report because they're just using a quick save or a quick chat that says, What a save, what a yeah. save, what a save. To them, that's yep. like him, uh, Yoshi P, specifically calling out that type of behavior as toxic. And if people are doing this, please report them. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a little I don't know. much. I I, it, it does kind of kill morale a little bit. I will say that. Like, when you have one of those people on your team. Because, like, the thing about Crystal Conflict, a lot of games are winnable, even, like, when they're, like, right at your point. I've oh, won yeah. games from, like, 98% and pushed it back. You can win. But when yep. you have that dude that's just spamming good match, like, you basically it's a 4v5 now. So you're probably done. Yeah. Um, which is sad. But, I mean, you know, like, you're going to have games like that. Just like, like I, feel, I see people, a lot of people complain. It's like, you know, my teams are bad, kind of that kind of stuff. And I understand that. The way I try to look at stuff, and this is me just coming from other PvP games, is like, I always try to feel like, like what could I have done better? I, I try to have that mentality. Instead yeah, of sure. trying to think about, like, how my teammates could have done. You know, and obviously it feels great when you have good teammates. It does. Um, and it does matter. 
But like, that's just kind of how I like to see it. And that, and that kind of like makes me just ignore the people that do stuff like that. I think it's kind of funny that they're going to start banning people for lighting fireworks on people's dead bodies and stuff, though. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I think, it, I think it's more annoying when people spam the limit break percentage because that, that sound effect that they attach to it is just... It's like, oh, just stop yeah. that, please. Tark, you, um, you, yes. you seem like you're upset that Yoshi P wants to create yeah. maybe a far a further line than than you want you it feels i feel like tark wants to be semi-toxic and have that be okay <laughs> i i just think there's a fine line and you don't want to go so far where I, I don't know it's sometimes his don't be toxic mentality goes a little too far in my opinion um, I, I understand that he wants it to I be I feel like Tark is worried about getting his ass reported. Here's what's going I'm, on. I'm, I'm never going to, because I don't, I don't, he wants I don't to, do that He stuff. wants to spam just, good game when he's killing the other team. <laughs> it really doesn't bother me. I like, it's whatever to me, to me. Um, unless you get that damn sound effect in your ear over and over again. Uh, I, I'm just having a blast with it. I don't, you know... You know, you're in that spot where, you know, you haven't won a match, but, you know, when you win, like, five, six matches in a row, you're going to feel real good when you get that win streak and, and you jump from bronze into high silver, like... Oh, I should I should addend, or I should at least provide more detail here. When I said I haven't won one a match yet, please understand that with my show, Crystalline Conflict was, like, the last piece of 6.1 I got to, and, and I've tried it maybe... Six to eight matches total. Like I, I haven't been beating my head against it since six point one came out and never won a match. We are not. Have you been Black Mage? We are not sure. there. Yes, yeah, and it's not fun actually. I'm I, not. It's so di it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm not enjoying Black Mage in there, so I am going to try other classes and things like that. But I do feel rating. like I should put that 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 like additional information. He hasn't won a match. Came out three weeks ago. Yeah, I've played like six to ten matches total somewhere in there it's it's fine yeah. i'll get a win it's all right <laughs> i think i played like so basically less than an hour yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i just wanted to be able to speak intelligently about the system itself <laughs> yeah i think i played like 150 or 160 matches or something the, i do I like to... the streak bonuses i do like that i do and i don't you do and you don't. i think at the lower ranks they're fine actually uh okay. i also think you should be able to derank because I know people mm. get that high when they hit a rank, right? I understand. I understand it. Like you're like, man, I've been in bronze and now I'm silver. Man, I was in silver and stuck and now I'm gold. Sometimes though, I feel like you hit a rank where maybe you shouldn't quite be there yet. And and I think that's fine. People just need to be okay with where they are. Sometimes I think, and you just kind of work toward yourself and be better. Like I think the fact and it, and it promotes win trading too is my other thing. Yeah. Because yeah. because you have people right now, and this is a whole another cheating thing where they'll have two accounts. And they'll get one account to Crystal, and then they'll get the other account to Crystal. And now that that one account is in Crystal, who cares if they lose? They just they they they'll queue up at the same time with two accounts, and they'll just beat their other account. So now it's like a four v five. That's what pe some people have been doing that. So it's like they got to figure out like a nice kind of medium because I actually think you probably now maybe like you you have to lose a few in a row to get demoted. Like maybe you get zero stars at platinum, and if you lose three in a row, you go back to gold. And you have to just win like two more to come back to platinum. Like I don't really see the problem in that. I think that's fine, and I think that's kind of healthy. I think you need some kind of degradation in the thing, other than just yes. the stars within 
the ranks. Yeah, personally. and I'm, they didn't learn this for we, the feast. We talked about that, right? Yeah, yeah they, there was no that. decay over time with the feast, and we did talk. Yeah, you're about there. There probably needs to be some type of decay in the ranked play at, at some point. Yeah. Uh, all right. We uh we're going on, going on here, so let's get in some ultimate chat. And if you want to talk about the Unreal a little bit too, feel free in this in this segment here. The Unreal is disappointing. Yeah, the un- Unreal I was, I was is disappointed with the Unreal. Easy. It's, it's very I mean, it's, easy. It's Ultima. It's it's Ultima. It was pretty easy it's, to start with. It's like unwipeable. Like it, I, I've never had such an easy time just getting a group, and I get my two clears, and I'm out. Yep. yep. All right, so then moving on to the ultimate, which lasted <laughs> six days before World First was claimed. So about a day, uh, or Kronos, you had estimated probably about a week for it to be clear, mm-hmm. and it got cleared in six days. Both of you gentlemen have already started, so we'll start with you, Kronos. So I've only been in there for an hour, um, and we got to Thornton, but I have been watching a lot. This has been my sports for like the last six days. Nice. Um, yeah, I multi Twitch. I like while, while I'm working on my laptop, I have like three streams on to see where people are progressing. I love doing that. I think the aus- the ultimates make it like an awesome environment. I think this is one of the best design fights I've ever seen. It's like every twist and turn is like really awesome. I think Square Enix is a bunch of dirty liars. They've lied about everything they said about this ultimate though. Like there weren't going to be troll mechanics. Okay, there's two. Uh, it's not going to be longer than you, Cobb. It's 21 minutes. like <laughs> So, like, which I'm fine with, by the way. I just find it hilarious that they don't want to say it. Um, but it does seem like he was true on one thing. I think this is the hardest piece of content they've ever made in this game, uh, which I think is awesome. And I'm really excited to get further in myself. And uh, congrats to the team that's already cleared. They're, the o- they're still the only team that's cleared, only one team so far. Um but yeah, I think it's been amazing. And it, I think just like the whole twist on the Heavensward main story, it's really hooking a lot of people. And the viewership on Twitch has been insane. Just people watching and having a good time and, and watching people watch Harshafont die over and over again. So I think it's great. Over and over and over. And over. Uh, so one piece on that difficulty uh, topic was uh, Yoshi P in an interview uh, about Ultimates and, and other 6.1 stuff. Uh, did say like, hey, you know, we don't really have plans. He was asked, you know, do, are you going to make ultimates more accessible? Now, what they okay. what they meant was approachable, um, not accessible. Um, that those terms have different meanings. Uh, yes. And Yoshi P said no. He's <laughs> like, no, oh. that's not the point of that content. Is nope. it's not meant to be made more approachable for more people to take part in it. Either you want to do something that difficult or you don't, and and we're okay. That's with why we that. have normal rates, and we're okay with it. Tark, what do you think? What are you thinking so far? Uh, I, well, I'm having some issues with my new team that go outside, so I'm not going to discuss that. But I'm loving the difficulty so far. Um, I have not gotten too deep into it. I haven't even finished phase one and we spent six to seven hours in there. Um, but part of that is the outside stuff um, that's really hampered our progress. Um, but I'm enjoying what I'm, I'm getting at. That This is the first time I've done an ultimate right out of the gate. So I'm really excited to dive back in there tonight, uh, right after the show. Um, and hopefully we get to, to phase two and, and see Thornton. 
This is both of your favorite parts of 6.1, 6.11, if we latch them together? If we latch them together, Or yes. does PvP edge it out? No, easily. It's the ultimate. The <laughs> ultimate is my favorite piece of content in the game. I, I just love difficult stuff, so... You've only been yeah, waiting for what, a two. year, two years, three years, two and a half. something I think like two that. And a half. Two and a half. <laughs> it's been a while, yeah. All in all, I you know, I gotta give six one. I gotta give it like an eight. Eight and maybe even a nine. You know, as much as maybe Crystalline Conflict is not content specifically for me, um, just as far as my tastes go, I do have to recognize it is a damn good piece of content if you are looking for PvP and it's just gonna get better. As they balance the classes out a little more, they balance some uh, some abilities a little more, and they've already started. So we've already seen some uh, tweaks here and there with different abilities and different classes. Uh, so I anticipate it, and it is stomachable for me as somebody who just, you know, hated Frontlines and Wolves Den. Uh. And, um, yeah, I, I can see myself going. All right, well, I'm going to spend the next two days in CC because I need X to get that minion or whatever, and not feel totally broken up about having to do it. Um, so I got to recognize that that is a huge step forward. I'm going to give him like an eight and a half, uh, uh, eight and a half. I'll put it right in the middle, eight point five. Kronos. For me, it's a ten. The ultimate was like, enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I let, can I do an eleven? Is that possible? Um, I liked I liked every part of this. Like I said, the only I guess the only downside is like the dungeon is more of the same. But yeah, like, the dungeons, yeah, the dungeon is my negative point. Yeah, like I have a lot of reasons to just log in and do stuff right now, yeah. which is always great for me. So, and I like the direction the MSQ is going and the alliance raids going. So, yeah, newest girl looks like got here a little late. We all agreed that the twenty-four man definitely slapped, uh, and the music yes. slapped especially hard. Tark, where are you? Mm -hmm. Uh, I give it a 9.5, and that only 0.5 is the dungeon. Uh, I've done the dungeon twice. Uh, I've only queued up for Expert once, and that's to get a Wondrous Tales done. So I I, I do it for the MSQ, and then I don't need to do it ever again because PvP yeah. is so awesome. Other Square Enix news this week. Square Enix just sold Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and a bunch of other stuff to Embracer Group who bought Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Square yeah. Enix Montreal. So basically, the Western development people uh, in Square Enix have now been sold off to Embracer Group. If they sound familiar, uh, that is because they already own Gearbox, THQ Nordic, Saber Interactive, Coke Media, Coke Media, whichever you prefer, Deep Silver, Coffee and Coffee Stain Studios, and then... Dark Horse Publishing, if we want to get outside of video games and a few other things. Sold for $300 million, and it gives Embracer ownership of more than 50 back catalog games from Square Enix's library and impacts about 1,100 employees across all three studios. So that means Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and a bunch of other IPs no longer owned by Square Enix. And in fact, Embracer said they saw opportunities in all of these IPs, as well as Legacy of Kane, Thief, and all kinds of other oh. uh, intro, uh, original franchises. Interestingly, what has not been talked about a great deal is the impact this has on the Marvel stuff, uh, with Marvel of Marvel's Avengers or Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, in a conference call, Embracer did talk about future Marvel stuff will have to be renegotiated 
which you would yeah. expect yeah. during a buyout, but they haven't really been specific on what happens with those, uh, something like Marvel's Avengers, where it is a live service title going forward, which I kind of think spells doom and gloom for Avengers. I, I read that as Avengers is dead. Uh, one of the things that Square Enix said about the deal, Tark, was that they are going to use this money for blockchain, NFT, <laughs> cloud technology direction, which I think there's some interesting stuff Square could do with cloud. I mean, they do a lot of mobile stuff anyway, so they could they could potentially do some interesting stuff there. But Not if Kingdom Hearts Cloud has anything to say about it. <laughs> $300 million dollars arguably you know a lot of people reacting that wow that was deal that was a steal for embracer group and i gotta say um well yeah i mean maybe you i also have to look uh -huh. at it and go well if somebody was gonna pay more square would have sold to the company that was paying more and mm -hmm. with sony and microsoft and different companies on buying sprees <laughs> There were other companies involved in these discussions. We don't know who at the moment. I'm sure we will learn that over the coming weeks, who else was was in here. But Embracer said 300 million straight cash homie up front, where maybe some of these other companies were like, we'll give you 400 million, but 200 millions in cash. And here's the you know how, how we want to break up the rest. We don't know. Uh, so maybe 300 million is a deal. I'm sure if there was more on the table, Square would have taken more. Um, I don't know how to read this. There's a lot of, I think it reads for me that Marvel's Avengers is dead. It's just yeah. that don't expect, if you are a fan, I'm sorry. Don't expect anything else. If, if it had to be I mean, be they my did guess. announce a new piece of content with Lady Thor. Right, but that was already, movie, but, yeah, that was already um, in the works. But, um, yeah, I, I think they've finished their contractual obligations, especially with Spider-Man coming out. And now that someone else owns it, I don't think they want to put any money into that money pit. Nope. Um, um, I think this is a great move for the companies being sold because I love Square Enix, but I think Square Enix has beat the shit out of them for quite a long time. And even when they have multiple million unit movers, look at Tomb Raider, um, they call them disappointments because of these ex exorbitantly yeah. high expectations. I mean, there's a new Tomb Raider in development now. Right, mm -hmm. built on on Unreal Five, and that's still going to be in the works there. So I think it's good for those. I also think uh, maybe this is a weird take. I also think it kind of flags Square Enix for a Sony purchase. You think uh, so? I've heard I've heard people say that. I talking about that with Kronos before the show. I think so. I think this totally says Sony. Look, we're a Japanese only company now. Our I can see that. Our Western developers are gone. All the stuff that you probably didn't want is gone. You want Final Fantasy. You want Dragon Quest. You want our key marquee titles, and that's all you want. We're not going to sell them piecemeal, but now we just sold off our Western half of the, the company. Buy us. Um, so, maybe no. it's Sony. Maybe it's somebody else, but I do think it kind of puts up the flag of, hey, we might be a little more attractive now if all you wanted was our core IPs. So then that would imply, I feel like, because I feel like they've had to have gotten offers, which would imply that maybe they thought the offers were like not quite worth what they wanted to give up the company for or something. But mm -hmm. personally, the way I took this announcement when I saw it this morning, 
it felt to me like Square Enix was like consolidating to concentrate more on the things that they know for them works. And then I think giving these other IPs away is actually, like you said, good for those IPs. Cause I think Square was trying to dip too far into every direction and have these ridiculous expectations. I cheered that... out loud that they even mentioned Legacy of Kane. Yeah, oh, like, like yeah, I was I squealed. I like I think this is even good for Tomb Raider, which personally has been successful the the last few titles they've put out. I mean, even if Square doesn't want to say it is, um, but like, I think they're to me. I took this as like we're gonna concentrate on what we know works for us, which is Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, you know that kind of stuff. But it could be because I mean, yeah, it's a little weird that they just basically now they're all in Japan now. Uh, so, but but they still have their western office right like that's not gonna go away as part of this yeah 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 yeah. It, but it's all uh, squ it's all square now they it's right none right. of the western development development Correct. houses yeah, yeah. it's They're all, all right. square yeah. yeah yeah so yeah and and maybe it's to sony maybe it's not maybe the, there's nobody and i'm just reading into this but i do think it does put up a little bit of an advertisement to say tark hey we're a little slimmer look We've got $300 million in cash that we're going to invest in blockchain, NFT, all these buzzwords that you other companies love hearing right now, even if gamers don't. Why don't you come and sniff around? Because we see a bunch of people sniffing around Ubisoft right now, too. Yeah, um, this is what I was talking about with Kronos before the show. I think they, they, they're kind of cutting that fat um, stuff maybe that they weren't too happy with i mean they're still talking about guardians of the galaxy it was still disappointing um no matter how many they sell um so maybe they cut off that fat and now they're positioning themselves to get a, a kind of deal where um bungie got where they're still you know their own publishers as well um because where's all into that publishing scene yeah so. newest girl bringing that up too the, the partnerships are different things like just cause yeah. life is strange outriders uh <laughs> babylon's fall with platinum games like Square yeah. and Eve discussion, because those are contracted, will be your publisher, you be the developer, do this. This was selling off the Western studios that Square owned. Like, yeah. they actually they, they owned. fully owned those. It's not the partnerships. Um, so I feel that, you know, they, they cut off that fat. They took this money. It's it's in their coffers. It makes them more attractive. I, I feel that we might be seeing a, a bungee-type deal here in the future. Maybe in the next six months. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, <laughs> Square Enix also being sued by Yuji Naka, Fallon Wonderworld director. Uh, he took to Twitter and, and basically just went apeshit, gents. I mean, he mm -hmm. just went apeshit. Uh, saying that, hey, I was removed as the director of Balan Wonderworld about half a year before release, so I filed a lawsuit against Square Enix. Now that the proceedings are over and I'm no longer bound by bound by company rules, I'd like to speak out. Uh, and went on to say, I think it's wrong of Square Enix not to value games and game fans. According to court documents, I was removed as the director of Balan Wonderworld for two reasons. It was done by the producer, head of marketing, head of sound, managing director, and HR. Uh, according to, I mean, he just, he, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Go check out his Twitter. He just went ape shit. And he said, Square doesn't care about you if you like games. <laughs> he do, They don't. They don't care about the games anymore. They don't care about you as the player anymore. I was totally done dirty, and I was tossed out six months before the game came out. 
to which I have to say, I played that. Um, I don't think that it's a different game. <laughs> if you were there <laughs> for for those six months, like there were yeah. core faults already baked into that game at that point. Uh, unless he wants to make the argument that I wouldn't have released it when it released because it wasn't there. So, yeah. Uh, improving a game until the very end is what being a game creator is all about. And if that's not possible, something's wrong. I personally regret that Balan Wonderworld was released to the world in an unfinished state. I wanted to consider all kinds of things and release it as a proper action game. I don't think that Square Enix and Arzest values games and their fans. And we really don't know like what he sued for. I would I would guess maybe like a wrongful termination type thing, uh, yeah. or how it was settled. You know, we don't have those details there. So, but yeah, Yuji Naka blasting Square uh, Tark all over Twitter. Yeah, there's there seems to be these two faces of Square. Um, there's the, the, the Yoshi P face business. and everything yeah, else. There's the Yoshi P face. Um, and then, you know, Gardens of the Galaxy was a, it's a really good game. Um, and then there's the fully business side, hard, you know, cold numbers, you know, cash is, is the king. And I, I love Square. I love all their properties. Um, now they have less properties, but it's, it's hard to wrap my head around, uh, supporting them when they're acting like this like his whole story that he laid out in his posts um it seems really bad and with this and marvel's avengers coming out the way it did i, I there's just i don't know how to feel about square sometimes these days man it's just yeah i mean at the end of the day we might be square enix fanboys, but it is also important chronos to remember they're a company Okay. Mm -hmm. And companies generally don't care about you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't surprised when he said they don't care about games or gamers. But no. Me neither. That's like every, that's like 90% of all game as, companies. Right. As a mm -hmm. company, they care about making money. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's important that we do talk about stuff like this on this show where it's like, hey, we, we might give them a lot of credit for different things, but you, you got to show the other side of that too. There have been companies that have uh, development houses that have gone bankrupt because Square Enix canceled their project and didn't pay them like mm -hmm. they have done shitty things in their past yeah. too they will continue to do them in the future if they aren't called out um if they can get away with it they will just like other companies so mm -hmm. i did like yuji naka coming out and saying something like this but i also was mm -hmm. like balan wonderworld is not the hill you want to die on <laughs> that thing that thing was foobard long before you were let go one thing I, I, I was uh, intrigued about is that he, he wanted to make sure that he was allowed to speak at the end of this lawsuit. Like, he, it was part of his yeah. settlement. Um, no, I, I want to be able to speak out. There's no NDA that's going to hold me. I'm going to talk about this. So kudos to him for making sure that, you know, he, he allowed himself to do that. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head, though, earlier when you were like, there's two faces of Square. It's Square mm -hmm. and then, like, whatever Yoshi P gets to work on. Yeah. That's yes. exactly what it is. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I even think... Yoshi P has said it too. If you go back and watch interviews, he's said things like, I hope that this type of mentality 
becomes more of the Square Enix mentality. Like he has literally mm-hmm. said that. You know, if Yoshi P was, uh, I know we're, I'm going to slightly spoil what we're about to talk about. You know, if it wasn't Yoshi P working on Final Fantasy 16, that they would have probably already fired like three people by now. There'd be like other people in there moving the game. It would be just like Final Fantasy 15, right? Where like stuff's moving around, like we got to get it going faster. It, and because it's Yoshi P, I think they're just like, let him do what he, he knows what he's doing. So they let him do it. And I don't think everybody else has that chain. I love Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm going to also just assume that that was like goodbye mistake, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I think like the, the people that worked on that game were great. I think they made a great product. I think Square had unrealistic expectations. But I mean, look surprise, at how they advertise surprise. it. They were, oh, sorry, I hit my bike. But like they like, they basically like didn't even advertise it. It was like all of a sudden, like here's the game and then it's going to come out in three months. Yeah, that was a little bizarre. It. Yep. And it's like, and, and that's just, that's Square. Right, that's yeah. Square doing that. It's the same with like, uh, what is it like, um, Neo? They complain that game failed. Like, what they, they it's Babylon's fall. It's, it's the list no, that gone. that one did fail. <laughs> that yeah, one, that, like, that it's, crashed. It's it's, Oof, it's just hard. yeah, like I, it feels like Yoshi P is like keeping the company afloat. To me, I I love Square products too, but I'm also on here complaining when they make pixel pixel remasters like thirty dollars for games that yeah. are twenty five. Like to me, that's a cash grab. But like you know, I. Understand for some people it's worth that money. Uh, um, you mentioned but, Yoshi P and teasing what what's up next. Uh, Unique Lone Square yeah. Enix have a partnership right now, selling some uh, different T-shirts based on Final Fantasy. And in a magazine interview, Yoshi P said that development of the latest title, Final Fantasy 16, is in its final stages. And then reiterates, you know, this is a single-player game focusing on the individual mm-hmm. there, but it is in its final stages. We still expect to see something this spring, probably in the Square Enix Spring Showcase. Um, so we're getting close, gents. We're getting close. Real close. I'm hoping I'll, this year. Hoping this I'll, year. Uh, I'll believe yeah. it when I see it. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, end of April, Square Enix re-upped its trademark in the United States for a classic horror title. No, not that one. Not the Parasite Eve one. Uh, yeah. It is Fear Effect. Now, obviously, you know, they could just re-up this because they want to maintain the name slash IP rights and things like that. Uh, but you do have a modicum of proof to that you're going to do something with it uh, to apply to have those trademarks re-upped. But flip side counter argument, it's pretty lenient as far as what you need as proof. So are they going to do something with Fear Effect or are they just protecting the, the name slash IP, Kronos? I mean, it feels niche enough that they're got to have a plan for it. Like, it feels... It's not like Final Fantasy or something big, where it's like, you're like, whoa, yeah, they got to hold on to that. Like, I, like it's not something that it was even on my radar. So I think the fact that it's on theirs means there's got to be something. Probably a mobile game. Probably a mobile <laughs> game. Probably true. Like, I say that joking, not joking, Tark. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm also not joking. pretty good, by the way, for mobile games. Echoes of Mana is pretty good, by the way. Um, never played it. Don't care about it. Um, yeah, it's not big enough. Uh, what Corona said, it's not big enough where you know they have to re up it. Um, if they're re upping it, it's probably got some sort of plan, but I don't care. Lewis Girl says this <laughs> screams like a game that shows up in a Nintendo Direct, uh, randomly. randomly. Yeah, 
Uh, hey, this coming weekend is the Final Fantasy 11 20th anniversary live stream with interviews and stuff galore. It's about five hours estimated length. Uh, and presumably we will see what the quote-unquote big announcement uh, that they teased two years ago was. So I'm sure we will bring that to next week's show on the 12th. We've we're not going to go live at three thirty in the morning. No, we're not going. Not for Final oh. Fantasy Eleven, since I'm the only one of the three of us that cares about it. <laughs> I would join you for it. I would say I'm just saying I would join you for it. But uh, I'll okay. just be. I'll just tell you the truth and say I would not join you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. We'll find out this weekend. Uh, let's head it, head over and do love it or leave it. Love it or leave it is a segment we end every show with where I give you something Final Fantasy or Square Enix related and you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it, cast it aside, and get rid of it. And I'm going to put it all on Final Fantasy XIV's PvP, gentlemen. As a whole, you got to make the call right now. Look, this development time isn't worth it. Shut it down. We could use that time and money in better ways. Or Crystalline Conflict has boosted your morale enough that it is okay to continue development and spend into Final Fantasy XIV's PvP scene. Kronos, love it or leave it, PvP, Final Fantasy XIV. So I think we had PvP in the love it or leave it segment at some point months we ago. We did, we did, but and, now it's, we gotta revisit, the, we gotta revisit. I know, I know, I know. I, I think I said love it back then, so if I don't say love it now, that's probably a, a weird that's red flag. Weird. Uh, <laughs> But no, I, I love it. I, I think they finally hit something that makes sense, and it does need to be better. But I'm glad that they're... It, like, it seems like they're on the right track now. And so, yeah, I love it. I, I'm glad they're spending development time. It seems like it's actually working. So. Tark? Uh, I love it. I, I think they nailed it. Uh, if they didn't, they probably should just abandon it completely, but they nailed it, so they should probably keep going with it. Um, they, I think they found something special here. You know, I, I never spent hours in a row playing PVP in 14. And now I found myself doing that in, on several different days. So uh, I'm all about it now. This it's it's good. Love it. We said on this show that crystalline conflict was it. Like they mm -hmm. either nail it or they stop that, that, that was it. There was no gray area for us. And as much as I might not spend as much time as the two of you in it, I will spend time in it. And that is a far cry better than what was already there. I got to go love it too. It may not be the be all end all for me. I may not be as enjoying uh, it as much as the two of you and as many others are, but I can recognize when they've done something good uh, and I won't feel bad about grinding in this when I have to for various minions and shit like that. It might not be part of my daily personal Final Fantasy XIV rotation, but I won't be too sad when I have to play it for a little while here and there, and that's already a marked improvement in my book. So I'm going to have to go with Love It, even though it might not be my favorite piece of content. That's going to do it for today's Relic Grind. Remember, we will be back next Thursday on our normal schedule, Thursdays. That'll be the 12th of May. And then the 19th of May, we have Rook, Ginger Prime, and Fusion squaring off in Final Fantasy Jeopardy to lock in that third spot in the finals of our Tournament of Champions. 
Gaming Gumbo will resume this Saturday at 7 p.m. as well. Uh, until then, until next time, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Uh, same as always, Twitter, uh, where I'll probably just be like posting about the ultimate and being frustrated, but like in a good way. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we I just realized we missed the best part of 6.1 adventure plates. We didn't even touch on it. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't because that is just that's <laughs> all that the game is now. It's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's all the end game. That's the true end game. They actually, they actually nailed them. They're, they're, they did. They, they, did. they fucking nailed those. Yeah. We'll talk more about those later. <laughs> Go ahead, Tark. Where can everybody find you? Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming. Come hang out as I go into Ultimates like right after the show. Love to have you. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man 1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O on Twitter, and you'll know every time we go live with a podcast or one of our volunteer streamers. Until next time, gang, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.